I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to My Millenniani Property. I'm Glenn James and this is... John Pigeon. And we want to first shout out Wellman Finance, Sean Wellman and the team at wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3. You need a good quality mortgage broker, people. You can't walk into a flippin' bank anymore and expect to be looked after. It's just the way it is. Yep. Isn't the way it, it is. little darling? Can't just have a coffee anymore with your branch manager and think it's going to be no. okay. So you really need to get a quality mortgage broker in your life and John personally uses Sean Wellman from Wellman Finance. So if you are looking for property, you want to bounce some questions off, you don't have a broker, or you've just set up all your loans with the bank. Maybe get Sean and the team to look over it. So, thank you, Sean, for getting behind My Millennial Money Property. Without our show partners, we can't bring you this content because we've got expenses and that's the way the world works. Yeah. All right. Dual lock as a property strategy. So, yes, this has always intrigued me. Has it? Yeah. Why? Oh, just the effort to find one. Yeah. <laughs> Find find some land to build that on, or, or to buy a pre-existing yeah. that's got you know a downstairs or a back section or whatever. Yeah. So you know what type of strategies are out there mm. in the residential space, particularly around dual oc? Yeah. So I suppose some get confused between duplex and dual occupancy. Right. So duplex traditionally is. We've got a parcel of land, we build two dwellings on it and we change the title to make it two separate titles, right? And they're, they're their own exclusive title to then sell off and do what they want with individually. If I can jump in there for the novice property person, yes. if it's a separate title, there would be a separate mailbox. Correct. Generally yes. speaking, and on Google Maps at some point, there might be a 43A or 42B yeah. or whatever it is. That's okay. right. Yeah. So, separate title means exactly that. There's a different piece of paper for your unit. Yeah. Now, that can also mean that those duplexes are attached. They don't need to be detached, right? So, but they actually have their own title. Yeah. Like a traditional strata complex even. Yeah, without the strata um, levies and all and those things. And the body corporate and body the corp. strata plan registration number, which we probably need to do another topic on that. It's another episode. Um, yeah, so the dual lock is more so on the one title. It remains that same one title, but they're building a bigger house on it, which has two separate entries. And two separate living quarters. Correct, yeah. So you could almost n- not even know that the other person lives in that separate house next door even though it's combined and it's on that one parcel of land because it has a separate entry, separate garage. It might be a three, two and one, three bedroom, two bathroom, single garage and next to it might also be a three bedroom, two bathroom, single garage. Back in you know, the 80s and 70s and 60s, those type of arrangements, there may have been a common laundry. 
Could have been. Yeah, they've changed regulations now. Right. That, that, that's right. probably pretty rare. Okay. Yeah. Um, especially with council bylaws now that have, yeah, kept up to date with that pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're just um, – it's maximising the the parcel of land by building a bigger dwelling on it. As an investor, you can then potentially get dual rents from it. So you might have two small families living in either either side, yeah, or front and back, whichever it looks like. So going in, it's always important to start strong mm-hmm. with anything that you do where yes. possible. Okay. I mean, if I was having my time over again and I was going to buy an investment property. I would probably be looking for one land that's big enough to maybe uh-huh. do some type of duloc in the future. Mm-hmm. Or if there's an older property that might be a four-bedroom older property, can you be a bit creative with your mind and see if you could turn it into a legitimate duloc? Uh, yes. Like are people yeah. renovating and doing locks? Like what are you seeing out there in property land? Yeah, so what we're seeing out there is a duplex is pretty common right now. So especially as the, the increased density in capital cities is is evident. So people want to live on top of each other apparently. So they're cutting up um, parcels of land and then creating two separate dwellings, separate titles, sell one off, keep one or sell both and move on. Um, a dual lock is a very different strategy in the sense that because you keep that one title, um, it's really maximizing. You, you go into a dual lock investment strategy for cash flow, right? Yeah. Cash flow probably more over capital growth. Yeah, because right? that's what I was going to ask you because realistically to register a strata plan, if you had a, if you had a, a place and you're going to build two entries or whatever, there's going to be different council requirements yes. to – split the title, but we know as time goes on, if it's got its own address, mm. it's worth more. Yeah. And that's where that's where I was leading to. Your duplex might be in my personal strategy, a duplex would be more for capital growth, um, move it on or or keep it over time. Uh, and dual lock would be more for cash flow in my portfolio. Not necessarily an increase in in value be, just because I've got a total of five, six bedrooms and and three bathrooms. Um, so it's a very much an investor-style build. Um, a lot of families may not be that keen on it because they don't want someone living that close to them on that same parcel of land, um, and they may not want to have those extra bedrooms or extra garage. Do you think with Dulox, depending where you are, people can get away with doing it without going through council or notifying council? Uh, I've definitely seen that happen, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I, I, the most common dual lock is when what I see is what people build, so they go through council to to actually get approval for a dual occupancy. Right, yeah. okay. But realistically, a dual lock can be a house with a granny flat or studio. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a different strategy, that one. But you're right, it's still on the same title. That's right. You're and still getting dual rents um, if, or if you're living in the front and renting out a granny flat at the back, um, absolutely very similar. Um, and that's obviously happening a lot more than it used to as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially in New South where 
essentially the government's ticked off on granny flats. Well, I was going to say all the local councils, they're loving it. You're seeing yeah. granny flat companies popping up. Yeah. You're seeing, I've seen a company that it's literally almost a shipping container like caravan with no wheels, like a sp- yes. tiny rooms and stuff like that. Yeah, that's I mean, right. I'm sure they don't sell them or tell council that they're going to be like that. I don't know. There's yeah. just creativity is really out there with maximizing land space and people wanting a return on their income. Yeah, for sure. And and it is a great cash flow strategy. Um, it's probably more common, a dual lock is probably more common in regional locations where the land component is a bit cheaper, which means that they can um, gas up a little bit on the build. So the build, because you're building five or six bedrooms in total and three bathrooms or whatever, your build might be 400 grand, for example. So you might be a, a $600,000 build and land together but if you're getting two separate rents they might rent for $400 a week each there's your 800 a week the yield's pretty strong on that yeah question is am i going to get growth on that $700,000 outlay right right do you think in this day like do you think as a property investor the play is once you get to a certain point in your portfolio, like if you had five properties in your portfolio, when you're starting your portfolio, it's a capital growth play, I'd imagine. At what point do you flick over to yield and not worry and go into those regional towns and places where it can be a bit of a cash cow and not worry about capital growth? Because the reason I say that is in the United States, and we do have listeners from the States, a lot of the investing strategies over there, it's just a high yield game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've always been of the belief, and I still am today, that capital growth will create more wealth than cash flow will. Right? Cash flow pays the bills. Capital growth will give you financial security long term. Um, however, I'll, you definitely need a combination of both. So my feeling is, well, once you've done your acquiring of properties you want to start paying down on some of those so that you do increase your yield and your cash flow in your whole portfolio so that you're not going into retirement still in negatively geared Well, and I mean, realistically, neutral. in this lending climate, I don't know if there's any decent reason to not just do P&I on all your, on all your loans. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure, yeah. you can overlay strategy and have that discussion, but as a broad brushstroke, yeah. I would be going in doing P&I to possibly protect any increase in interest rates over the short to medium, or probably not even short term, but medium mm. term, because if you're playing P&I and the interest rates increase, you might be able to flick it to interest only and be able to survive. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think it depends on if you've got your got any bad debt. Like if you've got your own mortgage, you want to pay as much principal down on that as you can. So I'd be focusing my energies on that as opposed to paying principal on four other investment yeah, sure. properties, for example. I, I guess again, strategy. I guess, um, yeah, yeah, and 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 having the cash flow in your life. Like if you're on two hundred grand a year, you might be able to afford to pay principal on all three properties. Great. If you're on seventy grand a year, that might not be possible. Mm. So, yeah, again, comes back to the individual. With lending, so we're talking about dual lock um, as a possible build, okay, from yeah. scratch. Mm-hmm. How do the lenders look at that? Yeah, so they they look at it as basically a, a two-part contract. If you're buying the land, uh, you pay stamp duty on the land and then settle on the land and then build 
your dual lock on top of that so you get a build contract and, and a construction loan. So not a lot different to the house and land strategy and, and the house and land construction or finance process in that regard. The fact is you've just got a fire, firewall down the middle and um, and you've got, yeah, your separate garages and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So just so I'm clear and for the listener's benefit, I can create, a, I can build a dual lock that's on the one title. Yep. Upon completion, do I have to do anything weird with local council or anything like that? Yeah, we have to get certification that you've got two dwellings on that, but you would usually get approval prior to building, um, but you don't. You obviously don't separate the titles. So okay, so question. I may have been, I'm just thinking of someone that I know that lives in a villa arrangement. So, they could actually be, I might have been incorrect, was I, with the letterbox situation? The like, letterbox situation yeah. is a duplex. It's a duplex, is yeah. it? Right. Yeah. So, you've got two separate titles, two separate uh, right. addresses. But if it was a legitimate dual arc and you build it from scratch, yeah. you would still it would still be number 48 Smith Street. Yeah. And if John and his friend, John and your family live at the front, I live at the back. Yeah. We would both get mail sent to 48 oh, Smith no, Street. Oh, no, sorry. You would still have, yeah, you were incorrect. You'd still sure. have separate addresses. Yeah. Yes. The, the postie needs to know where to drop his mail. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, we were basically just wasted all this episode of me giving incorrect information. <laughs> But again, yeah. like use this episode just to start to think if you are going to be an investor, what is your play? Like mm. is it if you are in a regional center, I don't know, and you can get cheap land. Yeah. And I mean, because I've talked to you about my next purchase, I want to be in a regional center. Yeah. Like do I buy a big 800 square meter and then just we put three units on there and, you know, mm. bibbity boppity bacon. Yeah. And I I've- like for someone like yourself, you've been down the investment journey and, you, and you're not uh, not playing your first game. So, mm. to go, I, I see like a, a duplex strategy or even a dual lock because of the um, cost is more of a higher risk than just simply going and buying one property and just set and forget. Um, but with knowledge and education, you can get your head around it because potentially the returns are far greater, whether that be cash flow or growth. I mean, I know people that own like little villa unit things and dual locks in Toowoomba. Yeah. And they just print money. Yeah. Like the yield. Yeah. And that that's where that regional location has a ceiling because I think you can go too regional mm. or, or focus on an area that's maybe a one-horse industry. So, Broken Hill this time of year? <laughs> Bit hot, bit hot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just use this if you're first time you've really heard of the dual lock. You may have heard of it, but it is a. And actually, you know, I'm just thinking obviously out loud here, John. Mm. If you've got a property that's earning, I'm just making it up about six hundred dollars per week in rent. If that was a dual lock, and there was, I don't know if you would get three hundred per unit. You might even be able to notch it up to three ten per yep. unit. Now, also within that, you may have increased your rental return yes, and also diversified your income because if one of the tenants stops paying for a week, mm. you're not losing the full 600, you're only yeah. leaving half. But the overlay with that is you've got more administration and pain in the ass factor. Yeah, and that's where I, where I talk about like how regional do you want to go because you definitely don't want two sides vacant 
um, let yeah, alone all one. Day, yeah, right? or, or so, week or year, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's been a cool chat about dual locks, and we've got to go because we've pretty much chatted conceptually about it. Hey, uh, and again, remember, continue the discussion in the My Millennial Money Facebook group. Thanks, John, and thanks to Wellman Finance Thank for you. supporting the show. Bye. Thank you. If you want to really turn up your property, education, and information journey, make sure you check out the Solvair Property and Finance Academy. This is an amazing online resource that John has put together. It's to empower and to give results to people who are either first-time buyers, whether for their home to live in or an investment property, or if you're a seasoned property investor, this online academy is for you. Check out the link in the show notes. It will change your life if you let it. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com click get help and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.